You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you with us here today. On today's show, we'll talk about Duke baseball taking the series versus Wake Forest this past weekend and preview Duke and Liberty as the Blue Devils prepare for their second game of the season against the Flames. We'll also discuss Duke women's sports, how they did over this past weekend. We've got an update for you there. And also Jalen Blakes, the four-star point guard, commits to Duke last night. Super exciting news. We'll discuss what that means for Duke basketball and more a little bit later during today's podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I am the host of this show. I've been following Duke basketball pretty much my entire life since the day I came home from the hospital. The first clothes I ever put on were Duke paraphernalia and Duke apparel, thanks to my parents, my father in particular. And I'm absolutely loving having this outlet, the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast, to talk about Duke athletics each and every day with you. Give our show a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils, and be sure to follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Do me a favor, leave a five-star rating and review, rating and review on your favorite podcast platform, particularly if you're on the Apple Podcast app. They love those five-star reviews. It helps us with the ratings. It helps the podcast become easier for others to find, and that would mean a whole lot to me if you would leave a five-star rating and review. I'm getting ready for our first five-star Friday shout-out, so be on the lookout for that coming up a little bit later this week. All right, let's dive right into today's show, Duke Baseball with a series victory this past weekend versus Wake Forest as the Blue Devils took two of three games versus the Demon Deacons. Sunday was the pivotal winner-take-all game where Duke won by a score of 11-7. to It was a back-and-forth affair. Peter Matt, the Duke graduate student, had two home runs in the game. Erickson Nichols had a homer, and Chad Knight had a homer for Duke as well as Marcus Johnson picked up the win on Sunday for the Blue Devils. Let's listen to Duke baseball head coach Chris Pollard following the victory. Duke claims the series from Wake Forest today with an 11-7 victory with the head coach of the Blue Devils now, Chris Pollard. Coach, tremendous fight shown by your ball yeah. club today. Yeah, That's, that sums it up right there. You know, I mean, I thought we came out with a great offensive uh, punch. You know, Lopafito out of the lineup. Our guys answered the call. We had some, we needed some guys to step up, and they did. And, you know, credit them. They they, they did what they do, which is, they, they you know, they're, they're really good at the big inning. And, um, I'm just really proud of our club for the way we got off the mat there. It's no secret we, we struggled with the big inning of late. And, um, you know, to have to give it up, to have to give up the lead twice, uh, I thought we had great responses all day long. Just in the energy and the effort, uh, couldn't be proud of our team. Two guys I want to ask you about. Let me start with Erickson Nichols. Yeah. Just a guy that's in his – just Duke baseball. He embodies everything about Duke baseball. Comes up with a big base hit yeah. to give your team the lead. Yeah, same, you know, we talk about being the same guy every day. Erickson's the embodiment of the same guy every day. And um, I just told him a second ago, I said, so happy for you, man. He, he deserved a moment like that. Uh, everything he's meant to this program, the career he's had, um, you know, to have a moment like that on this field, uh, really happy for him. And then Marcus Johnson, the last couple innings for your bulk of last three innings, faced all nine guys, got them all, and it's just a huge shot in the arm for Marcus. I mean, uh, you know, five innings over two days, Face the minimum. Fifteen guys faced in five innings. It's pretty hard to do. I think uh, 
eight strikeouts in five innings uh, and face the minimum. It's just a really incredible effort uh, by Marcus to come in and, and stabilize the game like that and, and uh, give our offense a chance. Coach, good win. We're a good series. We'll see you tomorrow for the Duke baseball show. Sounds great. That's the head coach of the Blue Devils, Chris Pollard on Blue Devil Network. As you heard there at the end, that's Chris Edwards, the Duke baseball play-by-play announcer for the Blue Devil IMG Network, chatting with Duke baseball head coach Chris Pollard. Duke lost game one on Friday night against Wake Forest, 11 to nothing. They won on Saturday, 11 to two, which set up Sunday's winner-take-all game. And how funny is it? Duke won 11 to seven. That means in that series between Duke and Wake Forest this past weekend, the winning team scored 11 runs. Again, Wake Forest 11 nothing on Friday. Duke 11 two on Saturday, and then Duke 11 seven on Sunday. Duke is now 16 and six overall, and eight and 14 in the ACC. Duke baseball currently last in the ACC Coastal Division, not where they want to be. Again, to give you a rundown of those standings in the ACC Coastal Division, they split it up by divisions to prepare for the ACC Tournament. Not all 15 teams will go to the tournament. Only 12 teams will get to go to the ACC Tournament. Virginia Tech in first, 15-9. Pittsburgh, 14-10. Georgia Tech, 14-10. Miami, 13-10. North Carolina, 13-12. Virginia, 9-10. 15 and then Duke 8 and 14. Again, if you're not familiar with the coastal and Atlantic divisions of the ACC, it's a big thing in football, it's a big thing in baseball, not a big thing at all in basketball because they don't divide the standings up by divisions. But again, the ACC coastal division is Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. And Duke is currently last in baseball in the ACC Coastal Division. For the Blue Devils, they've got four ACC series left, including Virginia this weekend. They will be on the road at Virginia. Then they are at Louisville, a home series versus Virginia Tech, and the last series of the regular season for Duke is at Clemson. So tough sledding for the Blue Devils as they continue throughout the 2021 college baseball season. Duke trying to make it into the ACC tournament. Duke baseball has never won the ACC tournament. Clemson has the most tournament titles with 10. Georgia Tech, nine ACC tournament titles. Florida State, eight ACC tournament titles. North Carolina has won seven. NC State and Wake Forest have both won the ACC tournament championship four times in their histories. But again, Duke baseball has never won the ACC tournament. They are trying to turn around their season, put themselves in a position to make the ACC tournament, and thus giving themselves the opportunity to win that ACC tournament. It's tough. It's going to be a tough road for Duke, don't get me wrong. But uh, you never know. Let's see if this Duke baseball team can start playing a little bit better. They play Liberty today. That game is going to be played on the road. Duke already played Liberty once this season. It was back on March 30th. Duke won that game in Durham by a score of 5-4. The Liberty Flames this year are 25-8 overall. So one of their eight losses this season came to the Duke Blue Devils. Liberty is 11-1 in A-Sun conference play. 
and the Flames have won eight straight games. So it would be a big non-conference win for Duke and a much-needed win for Duke to set them up for this weekend series versus Virginia. And again, we mentioned those ACC Coastal Division standings. Duke is 8-14. and 14. Virginia is the team right ahead of them. Virginia is 6th in division. They are 9-15 and 15 overall. So Duke needs to do everything in their power to win this weekend series versus Virginia to kind of climb back up into the mix. It was a big series win this past weekend versus Wake Forest, but Wake Forest isn't in Duke's division. Wake Forest is in the ACC Atlantic division. So that's a look at Duke baseball. Again, a big series victory against Wake Forest this past weekend, gearing up for a game today versus Liberty. And it was good to hear from Duke baseball head coach Chris Pollard from Sunday's win over the Demon Dinkins. Coming up in just a moment, let's take a look at the Duke women's sports, a weekend update for those Blue Devils after this on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more information about our live day one draft coverage. Let's talk about some women's athletics for the Duke Blue Devils. Duke softball with a big-time series victory this past weekend over Louisville. Duke is number four right now in the ACC. The ACC in softball does not divide it up into divisions. That's because 13 of the 15 ACC schools field a softball program. Remember, this is only the fourth ever season of Duke softball. So some of these programs, due to Title IX and that sort of thing, do not offer softball as a varsity sport. The two teams that don't in the ACC, a little fun trivia for you and your friends when you're talking about softball in the conference, Wake Forest and Miami. The Demon Dinkins and the Hurricanes do not have softball programs. So Duke is number four. Right now in the ACC, they are 18-10 and 10 in Atlantic Coast Conference play. Duke is 30-10 and 10 overall. Virginia Tech, 19-7 and 7 in ACC play. They are third in the conference. Clemson is second, 22-4 in ACC competition. And then Florida State with a 19-2 league mark. The Seminoles are the best team in the ACC. Uh, Duke this past weekend in their series versus Louisville, it was on the road. Louisville number seven right now in the ACC 
The Cardinals actually won the first game on Friday night by a score of two to nothing. A doubleheader on Saturday, Duke won that game nine to one in five innings. That was the first game played on Saturday, and then they won the nightcap on Saturday by a score of five to four. And then on Sunday, with Duke leading the series two games to one, Louisville trying to even out the series. Duke had an extra inning victory. They won five to four in eight innings. A reminder, softball in the NCAA level is a seven-inning game, and there is an eight-run mercy rule after five complete innings. That's why Duke won the game 9-1 to in five innings on Saturday. That was the first game of the doubleheader Saturday. That was the second game of the series. So Duke beats Louisville three games to one. Again, they won 9-1, 5-4, 5-4. Louisville won the first game of the series by a score of 2 to nothing. Duke has two ACC series left in softball. Softball ends a few weeks before the baseball season does in the NCAA. So Duke's got a series this weekend at home versus North Carolina. That's right. Duke and North Carolina in softball. The Tar Heels won the baseball series. Let's hope our Blue Devils can win the softball series. Unlike baseball, where you play three-game series, in softball in the ACC, schools play four-game series against one another. Duke will play four games versus North Carolina this weekend. Again, Duke is number four in the ACC. North Carolina, number nine in the ACC. And then Duke will have about a week off as they go through the final exam portion of the academic year. They'll be back in action a week after that. They're going to play a midweek game versus Campbell, and then they will have four games at NC State in Raleigh to close out the year. The Wolfpack are number six in the ACC. So a lot of time for Duke to pick up more ACC victories and put themselves in a good position ahead of the conference tournament and ahead of the NCAA regional selection. So Duke softball, a really good weekend. It was awesome to see them pick up a series victory over the Louisville Cardinals. Another Duke women's sport to let you know about, the Duke women's golf program hoisted its 22nd ACC Championship Trophy Sunday at Sedgefield Country Club as the top-seeded Blue Devils defeated third-seeded Florida State 5-0 in match play to claim the title in Greensboro, North Carolina. Duke received match play victories from freshman Phoebe Brinker, senior Jeravie Boonchant, junior Gina Kim, freshman Ann Chen, and sophomore Erica Shepard to claim the sixth ACC title over the last nine years and its fourth title at Sedgefield Country Club. It marks Blue Devil head coach Dan Brooks's 21st ACC championship over his 37 years at Duke. We talk about long-tenured coaches for Duke, Mike Krzyzewski being one of them with over 40 years of experience. John Donowski has been the Duke men's lacrosse coach for a number of years, but how about that? Dan Brooks, his 37 years at Duke, he has won 21 ACC championships. That means there has only been one championship that Duke won without Coach Brooks. It feels great, said Brooks. Quote, it feels a little bit like we won twice because the stroke play and then match play, it is really cool. I love Sedgefield, and I love the way they run this event. It was a little bit of an experiment throwing match play in. All of us coaches got together and decided to do this. I know we won, and I am bound to feel great about it, but I think it's a really good addition. It feels a little bit like Nationals, and that is what we hope the conference does is sort of prepare you for further postseason. A great event, 
end quote, as now Duke will await the NCAA selection show on April 28th, which will air live on the Golf Channel. So congratulations to the Duke women's golf team. They won their 22nd ACC championship trophy. That is what you call dominant. Coming up in just a moment, big time Duke basketball recruiting news. We'll discuss that after this on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Let me tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, college basketball might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. It's real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. L O C K E D O N. LOCKED ON is the promo code to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is happening now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. The great momentum for Duke basketball continues last night as Jalen Blakes officially commits to play basketball for the Duke Blue Devils. He is the four-star point guard out of Blair Academy in New Jersey. He was high school teammates with current Duke walk-on Keenan Worthington, who's about to enter his junior season. So Jalen Blake's about to be a freshman. He won the 2019 New Jersey State title alongside Keenan Worthington, who has been a walk-on for the Duke Blue Devils the past two seasons. Also a Blair Academy alum in New Jersey is Luol Deng. He was a one-year Duke basketball player before becoming the number 7 overall pick in the 2004 NBA draft. Luol Deng played for the Bulls, Cavs, Heat, Lakers, Timberwolves in a long NBA career, a two-time NBA All-Star. And actually, fun fact, last Friday, April 16th, Luol Deng celebrated his 36th birthday. So Luol Deng turned 36 years old this past Friday. He is a Blair Academy alum, and that is where Jalen Blakes, the newest Duke commit, played basketball in his high school career as Blakes becomes the third Blue Devil to join the team within the past week, joining Theo John, the transfer from Marquette, Bates Jones, the transfer from Davidson, along with Jalen Blakes. Look at the great New Jersey point guards that Coach K has had in his tenure. Bobby Hurley, New Jersey guy. Jay Williams, New Jersey guy. Kyrie Irving, New Jersey guy. And now, Jalen Blakes. Man, oh man, that's pretty special. Between those New Jersey point guards, that is three national titles. Bobby Hurley won two, Jay Williams won one. Bobby Hurley, the number seven overall pick in the 1993 NBA draft. Jay Williams was the number two overall pick in his draft class. That was 2002. And then Kyrie Irving was the number one overall pick in the 2011 NBA draft. We'll see how successful of a career Jalen Blakes will have going forward for Duke as Blakes, in some services, is the number 102 player in the country. Some places have him as the number 85 player. Kind of all over the place, but he is a four-star prospect as he chooses the Blue Devils over programs such as Illinois, DePaul, and Texas 
He'll be joining a loaded 2021 class. Here's a quote from Jalen Blakes, quote, I had tremendous offers on the table, but what they had to offer with academics and athletics was the best combination of both, end quote. Blake said, speaking of Duke, the quote continues, they have a great coach who will help push me every single day by being surrounded by so many talented people, both on and off the court and in the classroom. I'm excited about what Duke has to offer academically and athletically with the legendary coach that they have, the students, and amazing alumni they have. I'm excited to get started and to be a part of the Duke Brotherhood. They have won multiple national championships, and that's just something that's great and speaks to the culture that they have built. My actual teammate from Blair, Keenan Worthington, he's a walk-on there, so I've had conversations with him. He's really looked out for me when I was at Blair and speaking with him on the phone and understanding how much he loves his experience at Duke has been great. End quote there from Jalen Blakes. This was a story from 24-7 Sports, and they're saying with Blakes being a great student, his goal right now is to be a four-year player to fully take advantage of the academics that Duke has to offer while also pursuing his athletic career. So that's pretty fun. That's a little different, if that is true, from 24-7 Sports, because so often when Duke is in this five-star one-and-done craze, you don't get those four-year players. But if Jalen Blakes can stick around and uh, really develop, that would be amazing. Obviously, Duke just had a four year point guard leave the program. That was Jordan Goldwire, who played all four years. Could have used his fifth year at Duke, but decided to look for other opportunities. And speaking of Jordan Goldwire, we actually learned yesterday as well that he has found a new basketball home. Jordan Goldwire has committed to the Oklahoma Sooners. He will be playing for Porter Moser, who is the new basketball coach at Oklahoma. Moser was at Loyola Chicago. A lot of people thought that it would be John Shire getting that job at Loyola Chicago, but he did not. The assistant coach was elevated there, and so Porter Moser is getting the new Oklahoma job, and Jordan Goldwire is going to be one of his new point guards. Goldwire leaves Duke and chose the Sooners over BYU, Utah, Texas Tech, Oregon State, and Wichita State. So some pretty good basketball programs there and really hoping that uh, Jordan Goldwire has a good year there in Norman playing for the Sooners. He will always be a part of the Brotherhood and a Duke Blue Devil. I mean, he played four years at Duke. He got his degree. He was a former three-star guy. And remember, when we talked about the steals per possession statistic, he is third all-time in ACC history absurd. He was such a good defender. Just needs a little work on that offensive game. Talking about the Sooners as well, we can circle this back to a school we follow pretty closely, and that's of course our big rivals, the North Carolina Tar Heels. They actually had a good break for once in this uh, sort of transfer portal period as on Friday, Brady Manick announced that he would be transferring to North Carolina to play for the Tar Heels from the Oklahoma Sooners. Everything kind of comes full circle in this final segment of today's Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Brady Manick is six foot nine, two hundred and thirty-one pounds. He made one hundred and eleven starts at the Oklahoma Sooners over his four-year career. Made two hundred and thirty-five career three-pointers, thirty-seven percent shooter from three-point range, five point six rebounds per game in his career. He had ten point two points per game as a freshman, twelve point two as a sophomore, fourteen point four points per game as a junior. And this past year during the COVID season, he had ten point eight points per game as a senior. So Brady Manick leaves, as does Lon Kruger, who was the longtime basketball coach at Oklahoma. He retired. 
retired, so that's why Porter Moser came in, and Brady Manick is going to transfer to North Carolina. Speaking of the big men for the Tar Heels, as they just got Manick, who's going to be a stretch four, one of those bigger guys that can really space you out and knock down shots from deep, kind of like Matthew Hurt or Ryan Kelly has done for the Blue Devils in years past. North Carolina had Walker Kessler transfer to Auburn, Garrison Brooks transfer to Mississippi State, Dayron Sharp declare for the NBA draft and sign with an agent, and then Armando Baycott declare for the NBA draft, although everybody thinks he'll ultimately return to Chapel Hill. And I'd sort of been getting a lot of questions about that transfer portal, so I just wanted to pull up a, a brief rundown, a brief description of the NCAA transfer portal for folks to kind of answer some of your questions. The NCAA introduced the portal back on October 15th, 2018, providing athletes a path to explore their options. Players do not need to ask permission from their coaching staff in order to transfer. They merely need to request that compliance enter their name into the portal. Usually it takes 24 to 48 hours for a player to appear following their request. Schools are free to contact a player without restriction once their name appears in the portal. While a player entering their name in the transfer portal means they intend to explore their options, it does not necessarily mean that they wouldn't leave. A player is free to withdraw his name at any time. However, schools are under no obligation to keep a player on scholarship once they enter the portal. So, Jordan Goldwire did enter the transfer portal. He has found a new home. Jamin Brakefield has also entered the transfer portal. We are waiting to figure out his next college basketball school after he just completed his freshman year with Duke. And then remember Patrick Tappé, who came over to Duke this past season following a four-year career at Columbia, where he got his undergrad degree from Columbia, a master's degree from Duke. He decided in the transfer portal that he was going to go to San Francisco. So Goldwire to Oklahoma, Tappé to San Francisco, and we're waiting to figure out about Jamin Brakefield. There's a little update for you on the transfer portal and a description of what exactly it is. But that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Thank you again for listening to this. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That would mean a whole lot. Also, follow the podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. As always, go Duke. I'll talk See you again tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.